Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And welcome to the Water Cooler, everybody. I'm David Brody. Thanks for being here. It's Thursday, April 29, 2021. Joe Biden's address to the nation. It's over. But the aftershocks still reverberate. Let's start with this, How, uh, shall we? Biden was right when he said America is on the move again. The problem is that at least half the country thinks it's moving into a moral abyss. Folks, the truth of the matter is that the state of our union is divided more than ever before. There is so much to unpack from last night. Uh, I want to start with the most dangerous line in the speech. He literally said this, we the people are the government. Huh? Wait a minute. Have a look. Our Constitution opens with the words, as trite as it sounds, we the people. Well, it's time to remember that we the people are the government, you and I, not some force in a distant capital, not some powerful force that we have no control over. It's us. All right, folks, as Biden himself would say, here's the deal. Federal bureaucratic Democrats see themselves as knowing best. They believe they are the we the people described in the U.S. Constitution, not us. Also last night, I counted the times Biden used the word freedom. Ready for the grand total? One. One time. That's it. However, he used the word invest 15 times last night, as in spend lots of money on everything under the sun. We're making one of the largest one-time ever investments, ever. Critical investments to address the opioid crisis. Public investment in infrastructure. These are investments we made together as one country and investments that only the government was in a position to make. All the investments in the American Job Plan. We used to invest 2% of our gross domestic product in America. I can think of no more worthy investment. Investments in jobs and infrastructure like the ones we're talking about, a once-in-a-generation investment. Invest in historical black college and universities. Investments their businesses will benefit from as well. Pay their fair share and help pay for the public investments. Instead of using the tax saving to raise wages and invest in research and development, these are among the highest values investments we can make as a nation. The investments I propose tonight also advance the foreign policy. Hey, by the way, speaking of investing, how about giving President Trump some credit, huh, for investing the money, effort, time into getting a vaccine to the American people in record time. But here are eight words that you didn't hear last night from Biden. Thank you, President Trump, for Operation Warp Speed. Not a peep. Oh, one last thing on the speech. What was that part about how January 6th was the worst attack on our democracy since the Civil War? Hold on for a moment. Can I Google 9-11? January 6th was worse than 9-11? 2,977 people died that day. Oh, wait, hold on. Pearl Harbor. Oh, that's right. 2,403 people died that day. January 6th was wrong, obviously. Horrible. But worse than 9-11 in Pearl Harbor? Have I gone literally insane? As for Republican Senator Tim Scott, who gave the GOP rebuttal to the speech, just one word masterful. 
authentic, funny, hopeful, contained his personal story about his faith and his experience growing up black in the South. It was a common sense speech that especially focused on how Biden's talk of unity is all a bunch of hogwash. Another issue should, that should unite us is infrastructure. Republicans support everything you think of when you think of infrastructure. Roads, bridges, ports, airports, waterways, high-speed broadband, we're in for all of that. But again, Democrats want a partisan wish list. They won't even build bridges to build bridges. <laughs> I love that line. So let me say this very clearly. Every Republican running for Congress in both the House and Senate in 2022 should play that Tim Scott rebuttal, the whole speech, before every one of their campaign rallies. That's it. Just play the whole thing. Put it on loop if you have to. All right, I want to get some additional perspective on the speech last night. Jordan Seculo with us, executive director for the American Center for Law and Justice. Jordan, your take. What do you think? Well, I think, first of all, when you start that, we the people, and the idea that we the people means we the government, and this is that's like Chinese Communist Party, the, the, this group think mentality to get rid of the individual, to get rid of liberty, to get rid of freedom. And all these huge ideas, huge infrastructure, building programs, infrastructure also means social infrastructure to, to, uh, to Biden and his team, not what we generally think of, like Tim Scott said, of the bridges. There's no vehicle to support that right now in the Senate because that, that of course, gets filibustered. But this idea that we don't have individual liberty and individual freedom was underscored by the fact that instead of saying, you know what, we were the first people in line, and those members of Congress were, and the President of the United States, uh, to get the vaccine. So let's show the American people we can put 1,600 people back in a room. That's what it usually holds. Packed in, because we've all been vaccinated, we can reopen the country. But instead, we're talking about ideas where we're still, you know, the elites can still sit six feet apart, get their matching masks to their outfits. And uh, again, I just think it's just, it's so off kilter to where the country is. We keep talking about this idea of reopening, but we're not really doing it even after people are vaccinated. So what's giving? They They want people reliant on big government programs and they need a little bit more time. To, 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 I guess, for people to feel the burn. So they're not going back to not go back to work where they need the government to bail them out. Yeah, you're, you're making a great point, Jordan. I got to tell you, uh, th this whole idea, this was theater last night. I mean, literally it was theater. So Nancy Pelosi and Kamala Harris, what happened to six feet apart? They're not six feet apart, number one. No, they weren't. They weren't six feet apart. Why, why weren't they? Everybody else is spaced out. Could they not, uh, could they not figure this out? And not to mention, you, you make the point like, you know, it's just they're, they're all vaccinated. They don't need to do what they're doing. I mean, do they really think we're that stupid? Seriously, do they really think we're stupid? I think I think they do. I think that they think that, again, that there's this mindset in the country that they've gotten people to the point where they're so reliant, they think, on the government. But I think at one point that has to be made clear. Operation Warp Speed worked, and we got a vaccine because President Trump told the, told the bureaucracy to cut it out cut through the red tape. I, I really do believe, and it's not some, just a, some partisan attack I'm making, but if Joe Biden was president, they'd still be testing the vaccine on animals and they'd still be in that phase because the bureaucracy is so slow. And that is what they want. They are trying to sell to the American people is this idea of a bigger bureaucracy, more reliance, taking advantage of a situation. And instead now where we could say, okay, reopen, reopen the buildings in New York, go back to your jobs, Go back to the, 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 the America that you knew. 
uh, and the liberty and individual and building on that. And of course, the economic boom that would come with that. I, I have trips planned over these next three months. I still don't have confidence that all of those and anything planned will actually occur. Yeah. We don't know. We're still living that week to week life. And that that's not where science tells us to be. Yeah. Hey, and by the way, uh, on this immigration uh, situation uh, in the speech, first of all, I know you're shaking your head because I'm thinking to myself, he didn't even mention the border. He was talking about legislation. Yep. And then then he's then he said, quote, we have to get to the root of the problem. And then he started talking about Guatemala, and Honduras and earthquakes and gang violence. And I'm thinking the root of the problem is because you're telling people to come on up here and they know it's going to be like Oprah Winfrey. You get a free uh, you get a free trip into the country. Yep. You get a free trip into the. I mean, that's what it is. I mean, th this whole thing's a charade. Jordan, it's a charade. Yeah. It is. And a Democrat senator, you know, Mark Kelly, pointed out immediately that it was not addressed. And that's because he lives in a state where they, Arizona, where they're dealing with this on a daily basis, where the cities are being overrun. They, they've seen this movie before. Mm -hmm. uh, they've seen what it what happens when these when these small towns and people are dropped off and they don't have jobs and the infrastructure is not there. Put a pandemic in the middle of that and you have a serious issue. But it's it's silent. So it is again. It is telling you what they want you to hear, ignoring the problems we know are real because we can see them. And and I think it's just, it's just out of touch. It's out of touch with where the country is. We're not reopened yet. We have a border crisis. We have international issues that we're dealing with with these countries like China. But we but his solution is give them more money. Uh, and and the idea that Tim Scott had a, a different idea and then gets attacked. Uh, with these racist epithets, yep. it, it is just—it's disgusting. Yeah, that was horrible to say. You're, you're friends. You're referring to Uncle Tim, is what they're calling him. Uh, the liberals, the, the the compassionate liberals who are against racism, are calling Tim Scott Uncle Tim on Twitter. No, it, it, it is something he's been dealing with his entire time in Congress, but especially as he's become a more prominent voice at the U.S. Senate, he comes forward with a message that makes sense to Americans. It's hopeful wasn't nasty, wasn't attacking uh, Joe Biden in some kind of hyper-partisan way at all. It was talking about things we could do as Republicans and Democrats that, that would benefit Americans. And yet, again, because mm -hmm. he had the audacity to say that our country as a whole is not racist, which, by the way, Vice President Harris agreed with after he said that, uh, made him this, this target of progressive hate. And that yeah. is something again, that I think too many people have seen over and over again. They want us all in different boxes. They want us all divided, separated out as different instead of Americans, yep. which is what we all are. Jordan Secular, really appreciate you joining uh, us here today. Executive Director ACLJ. Thanks, Jordan. Appreciate it. Thanks, David. Yeah, and uh, he's exactly right. Uh, and by the way, on unity, hey, how about cut the $600 billion deal on infrastructure, roads, bridges, highways, broadband? John Thune, McConnell, these guys, they're going to do that in a heartbeat. You got $600 billion, do it, call it a victory and say unity, and you can actually put something in your unity column. They don't want a unity column. They want a total Democrat takeover. Back in a moment. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. 
Welcome back to the water cooler, everybody. Uh, boy, I tell you what, we have so much sound from this speech to play uh, from Joe Biden. Not because it was thrilling or entertaining, believe me. If you want to watch paint dry, uh, we have that for you as well. It's the same thing as watching Joe Biden's speech. But we are the news. We've got to play this stuff. Uh, and so let's play uh, some of the best of Joe Biden. This specifically is about H.R. Uh, 1, the old federalizing elections. Have a listen. And if we truly want to restore the soul of America, we need to protect the sacred right to vote. Most people, more people vote in the last presidential election than any time in American history, in the middle of the worst pandemic ever. It should be celebrated. Instead, it's being attacked. Congress should pass H.R. 1 and the John Lewis Voting Rights Act and send it to my desk right away. The country supports it, and Congress should act now. Up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down. Oh, my gosh, give me a break. It's nauseating. Uh, by the way, I'd like to call the CDC with a mask infraction, actually a social distancing infraction. Uh, Nancy Pelosi and uh, Kamala Harris, that wasn't six feet apart. Hold on for a second. Look at the, hey, there you go. Wait a minute. Can we, do we have a measuring tape at the uh, water cooler here? That is not six feet. I object. I'm going to fa Fauci. Do we have fa Fauci's cell? Let's call, all right, anyhow, sorry. Dr. Kelly Ward uh, joins us now, Arizona GOP chairwoman uh, out there in wonderful Arizona where it's what, 111 in the shade, Kelly? What is, what's going on out there? Hey, David. It is, it's beautiful as usual in Arizona. We, we live in, I think, the best state in the nation. Others may disagree, depending on where you live, but we live in a pretty, pretty great place. And you mentioned at the top that you had a lot of sound from the speech last night. I think you had a lot of noise from the speech last night. And that applause, did they add some extra in? Because it didn't seem like there were that many people in the building to be able to applaud the crazy things that Joe Biden yeah, for sure. And the theater that they were doing, everybody was social distance. I'm thinking, wait a minute, they're vaccinated. Hold on. Now they're wearing like triple mask, quadruple mask. The whole thing's ridiculous. I, I can't, don't even get me started. Hey, so uh, what did you actually make of what Biden was saying about the HR1? Because listen, this is their utopia. If they can get this passed, and I know they got to change the legislative filibuster, it's like Joe Manchin is like trying to save America at this point. That's the way I see it. Well, it's, it's more lies from the left. Uh, he, he, during that little diatribe, he said the country supports this. The country does not support the federal takeover of our election system. We, we who believe in our states and the rights of our states and the ability for every state to be a laboratory understand that we do not want a federal takeover of our election system, for goodness sake. We saw what it caused in the 2020 election, and we certainly can't have that uh, going forward. So it, he's just ridiculous. He He's trying to create a narrative that doesn't exist. Just like the media said, 85% of people approved of Joe Biden's speech last night. That too is fake news. Yeah, for sure. For sure. All right, let's get to Arizona and the, the audit out there. Uh, what is it, What's the latest? What's the timetable? What's happening? What can you tell us, Kelly? Well, the audit goes on. I call it America's audit. I urge everyone out there to call it America's audit. This is not a Republican audit. It certainly isn't a sham audit. It isn't anything that is pretend that's going on. The judge realized that 
realizes it in our case. And we are doing something that no one has ever done before. It's never been done in the history of our country, David, a full forensic audit of an election. We're using Maricopa County, the biggest, most populous county in Arizona. It's right where Phoenix is. And over 2.1 million votes were cast in Maricopa County. 1.9 million of those were cast absentee or by mail. They only rejected 587 of those almost 2 million ballots because of signatures. There's a lot of funny business that happened. And so down at the Veterans Memorial Coliseum, they are hand counting those 2.1 million ballots. They are examining those ballots to make sure they're legitimate. And they're looking at the hardware, the software, and the logs of the machinery, the Dominion machines that were used in that process in November of 2020. Kelly, how confident are you in the process here in terms of uh, the way this is being overseen and the vendor being used? Yeah, I think that they are world-class people who are some of the few that understand how to get this done. Their name is Cyber Ninjas. They have been doing an amazing job. They've got security protocols in place. They are protecting the ballots. They are protecting the anonymity of the voter and they're getting to the bottom of what actually happened. What I wanna know, what I think everybody out there wants to know is that every legal vote was, was passed and counted and that there weren't illegal votes, either um, fraudulent ballots or ghost voters who cast votes. And so that every legal vote is what we counted and we get rid of anything that was inappropriately or illegally or fraudulently cast. Uh, how long do you expect this to go on, Kelly? And also, what about the security uh, there? Uh, are there security concerns? I know at one point there was, I know the, the President Trump weighed in on, on making sure that the governor provided ample security. Right, there is, there is ample security. I've been down there myself. There is not a lot of uh, confusion. The main people who are trying to break in and cause um, mayhem are the reporters the local reporters and some national reporters because they want to create um, distrust in not only the audit, but ultimately the outcome. So there is security. Would I like Governor Lucy to provide more security? Of course I would, because this is a very important historical event in not only our state, but in the, in the nation and in the world. And yeah. so for him to not bring that security in, it's a little bit concerning. Uh, I have about 30 seconds or so left. I'm curious to get your take on uh, how, where your mindset is now compared to after November and, and, and what was going on then. In other words, are you more hopeful uh, based on some of the laws that have been passed or also bills introduced and just the lay of the land in Arizona? Are you more hopeful or still frustrated? Yeah, I'm more, I'm more hopeful, but we have a lot more work to do. This audit is going to give the objective information that our legislators need to be able to assure that there is integrity in our election process and that voters can have confidence that the vote that they cast is counted. It's counted one time, and other people who shouldn't be voting aren't going to counteract that legal vote that they put forward. Yeah, Kelly Ward, really appreciate that. Uh, stay, stay cool there in Arizona. You, you know the deal. Well, you know you're there. You're from it. Yep. <laughs> Will do, will do. All right, uh, Arizona GOP Chairwoman Kelly Ward yeah, here on the water cooler, uh, who makes regular appearances. We appreciate it, because you know what? We're not gonna use the words voter suppression uh, laws and bills. You know why? Because it's not, folks. It's called election integrity, but you won't hear that in the New York Times. Oh, integrity, New York Times? <laughs> Please, back in a moment. 
That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm-mm-mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Welcome to the Water Cooler. Back to the Water Cooler. I don't know what show I'm doing, uh, but I do it Monday through Friday at Eastern, 3 p.m. on Real America's Voice. Thank you so much for the narcissistic promo. I just gave myself a compliment. Let's head to the border. McAllen, Texas. Amanda Head, Ben Burkwan there, both with Real America's Voice. Uh, there in McAllen. Hey, uh, guys, we talked to you yesterday. Where are you now and what's what's the situation? What are you doing? We started down on the wall uh, earlier today and we started making our way up the border. And as we came up here, uh, we came across this scene. You see it behind us. We've got a group of mostly men, uh, one female and looks like uh, six or seven males that have come across. Border patrols apprehended them. They, we've got the transport vans coming here. Uh, but one thing to note about this uh, you can see right here, it's where the wall ends. This is the, the end of the wall, and this is where they got picked up. Now, this is what happens. Uh, talking about walls, that is a 30-foot high wall. They're not crossing right there. They're crossing right where Joe Biden ended that wall. We're just outside of a refuge. It's called Benson State Park, and this is one of these places where they typically send the women and children to the, uh, the points of entry, the, uh, uh, where basically they funnel them to where Border Patrol then has to go as a distraction and then they go pick them up here. What you typically see on these more rural areas, this is where they send the men, uh, the people that don't wanna get caught. And this is exactly what we're seeing right here. Amanda, we came up and, and uh, you know, it's for your first time with me down here. It's become commonplace for me, but. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember the last event that you and I were together was at the Build the Wall event I guess a couple summers ago and that was a very organized scenario a controlled environment and it was not a situation where we were actually seeing what happens on the ground with illegal immigration crossing and you know I keep bringing this up but last night Joe Biden talking about immigration is essential well, no, it's not. And and also, immigration is not the same as it was. I get so tired of this liberal argument that we are a nation of immigrants. Yes, of course we are a nation of immigrants. But immigration 300 years ago was very different from immigration now. European settlers came to the United States. They, they assimilated. They got a job. They learned the language. If they couldn't hack it, they couldn't stay. Very different now. Now we have a welfare state and open borders, and it's untenable. So take, take me through this. Right. Go ahead. Them, Tell us uh, what's going on. Go yeah, they're moving them into the into the transport van. And this is the other thing, you know, as Joe Biden's saying, don't celebrate Independence Day uh, because they're the risk of COVID. See one of the guys limping. I don't know what happened to him. But again, a bunch of young men going in there. This is happening all across our border. In fact, in this sector alone, as we were coming down here, the day before we got here, they said 2,200 people in this sector alone. Uh, and it's just like this. This is one tiny area. And what you'll have is this group. And then you'll have another group and another group. And, and they'll, they'll send the women and children. Uh, and then they'll send their dope mules. And they'll send their, the people that they're trying to sex traffic. Uh, it's just. So, 
It's just never ending, so, David. So, so let me ask you this. I've been down to the border before. I was down in the Yuma sector. Uh, and, and when we saw that happening, what they would do is they would take the, the folks there, bring them to, into border control, into Yuma sector, pretty much uh, whatever they have to do, fingerprint them, do it, and then just send them back over the border. Do, do we know, though, what's going to happen to them? What, what's happening to them now? Where, where are they going exactly? Do we know? If you go to any airport or bus station along the border now, uh, it is full of people carrying manila envelopes. And th what they're doing, speaking to Border Patrol, is they're basically everybody, uh, they're shipping into America. They, they don't have the resources. Uh, their capacity is completely overwhelmed along the border. And so they're sending them to a community near you. And they'll actually have these signs. I've seen them. Uh, uh, Amanda, you were talking to somebody at the airport that came through. They have these signs that say, I don't speak English. This is my flight number. Please help me get to my next flight. Uh, and, and it's happening. If you go to McAllen Airport or you go to any of the southern border airports, they basically bring them in, they process them, and they ship them to a community near you. Unless they have uh, criminal histories, unless they can turn them over to ICE, but even that, Joe Biden said that they were going to halt the deportations. Uh, it's, it's just an absolute mess. Border yeah. Patrol speaking to them. The morale is as low as it's ever been, uh, and it's only getting worse. Yeah. And, you know, you you look at these guys and, you know, I, you've got some construction guys and you've talked about this before. Some of these folks, we're not really sure why they're here because they look like they're construction. But again, Joe Biden has halted this border wall, but everything's been paid for. Right. I mean, this is something that you told us the the personnel, the equipment, the supplies, all of that has been paid for. And Joe Biden just said, nope, you know, what? we're going to stop it right now. Now, we have all heard murmurings that he might actually restart the construction of the wall, probably only because it's already been paid for. But, you know, I mean, no better visual representation of the fact that walls work. Yeah, and guys, let's talk a little bit about the asylum issue here in terms of the, the American policy on asylum. I mean, look, unless I've got this wrong, they can literally cross over into the border, get caught, and say, hey, I'm claiming asylum, and technically they, they can do that, and then the problem becomes catch and release and where they go after they're in this country. Is that correct, or do I have that wrong? Yeah, no, that's absolutely right. The, the best, uh, the most effective policy that President Trump enacted was the Remain in Mexico policy. Mm -hmm. uh, that What that did, the, there are actually leftist organizations that are aiding and abetting these, these people that go down into Mexico, Central America, groups like Pueblo Sin Fronteras, Central Sin Fronteras, Al Otro Lado, that are down there telling people, all you have to do is claim asylum when you come here. President Trump got wind of that and he changed the law where they had to uh, prove asylum, prove the need for asylum, because we know only about 12% of the people that claim asylum actually get it. Uh, so what they're doing now, though, that they ended the Remain in Mexico policy. Thank you for your service, sir. They ended the Remain in Mexico policy. And now basically everybody who comes across is is given an asylum court date. And most of them actually do show up to that. Speaking to Brandon Judd of Border Patrol Council, most of them show up to that. But it's that 30 day window after they're denied their asylum claim that they disappear into America. So they try uh, almost all of them try only 12 percent, eight to 12 percent of them actually are, uh, are qualified. Let's get the shot of the van coming through here. This is a transport van. Taking them to a city near you. Uh, you're you're Thank watching your service, this, sir. Yeah. You're watching this in real time on Real America's Voice. And, 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 and but that, that's, the, that's the problem is, that's the problem is we don't have the, the asylum laws. Uh, it's basically they're being manipulated yep. to overmind uh, or undermine our rule of law.
Yeah, got to run, guys. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you both down there. Thanks for all the great work. Amanda, Ben, thank you. Thank you. All right, uh, both of them uh, down on the border of McAllen, Texas. So, by the way, uh, Joe Biden in the immigration uh, portion of his uh, joint address to Congress, no mention of the word crisis down on as it relates to immigration. No mention of the border, quite frankly. He was talking about Guatemala and the root of the problem in Honduras and Guatemala. And he was talking about how earthquakes and riots and gang violence, and that's the root of the problem. Hey, Joe, I got news for you. That ain't the root of the I'm going all New York. That ain't the root of the problem. It's called rhetoric. Your rhetoric has told them to come on up. It's an Oprah, you get into America free card. Back in a moment. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to the Water Cooler, everybody. Uh, Senator Tim Scott gave the rebuttal to Joe Biden's joint address to Congress. On fire. Tim Scott literally, well, no, goodness gracious, not literally on fire, but figuratively, oh gosh, on fire last night. What a speech. Faith, race, uh, unity, uh, humor. Uh, it, the, he, the whole kit and caboodle, really on the faith, he was kind of going, going there uh, regarding uh, how he basically grew up uh, uh, in, in a place where he gave his life to Jesus. And then uh, he talked about that and all of that. But then he ended uh, this speech like this. Have a look. Original sin is never the end of the story, not in our souls and not for our nation. The real story is always redemption. I am standing here because my mom has prayed me through some really tough times. I believe our nation has succeeded the same way because generations of Americans in their own ways have asked for grace and God has supplied it. So I will close with a word from a worship song that really helped me through this past year of COVID. The music is new, but the words draw from scripture. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May his presence go before you and behind you and beside you. In your weeping and your rejoicing, he is for you. May his favor be upon our nation for a thousand generations and your family and your children and their children. Good night. And God bless the United States of America. That is the Reverend Tim. I'm sorry, the Senator. <laughs> My bad. Just kidding. All right. Uh, that is an amen to that. Not an A woman, an amen. Uh, Pastor Brian Gibson uh, joining us now with reaction to Tim Scott's speech, the founder of Peaceably Gather. Uh, Pastor Gibson, what did you make of it? Uh, boy, I tell you what, it, to me, it was just drop the mic hot. Oh, well, yeah. Senator Scott closed powerfully there. And, uh, I say amen, and I say come on, and we need more of that in America, just just what he was doing uh, r right there. I, I watched his comments, what he had to say. Uh, he talked about his faith. He talked about his upbringing. 
He talked about a praying mother, talked about the hardship that he'd come through being raised um, just there with his grandparents in, in, in one bedroom. Uh, but he says the, the faith in God, right, the power of prayer and the church pulled him through and made him the man that he is today. And he, he, he would say, look at me, I, I am a picture of the American dream. So I thought last night his words were perfect. Also, he pointed to uh, the obvious glaring holes in Biden's speech, and that was a lack of, of, of any kind of real hat tipping to faith, to God, to who we are. Um, from where I'm sitting, uh, Biden does not sound like an American president as he lays out his plans. Sounds like a plan into uh, further into Marxism, further into a radical agenda, and uh, further into, into what I think the end game is, a totalitarian communist type regime. So I thought Scott's rebuttal was uh, incredible. Uh, also, he made some statements that I thought were brilliant, and that, that was that common sense makes common ground. Hmm. Um, you know, and it seems that common sense is not as common as it used to be, David, but if we want common ground. Common sense used to make common ground, and uh, I hope that's still true. I know that's true with the people of America. I just don't know that that's true anymore with our, our political class. Yeah, no, I hear you for sure. I loved also his line about the Democrats on infrastructure and, and their lack of unity. He says they can't even build bridges to build bridges. <laughs> so that was pretty good. Uh, hey, on Joe Biden, you mentioned the lack of faith talk. I mean, I say lack of, there was none. There was zero. It was absolutely, it was a goose egg last night. Uh, but, but he was, had no problem talking about systemic racism in America. And so my issue here is that if Joe Biden wants to be this unifier in chief that he talks all about, why would you why would you go to this idea of systemic racism in the country? Because I don't know, I'm not the smartest guy in the room, but if you're going to say that America is rooted in systemic racism, then would it not go to follow that this is, in essence, a racist country? I mean, I, I don't know what he's trying to do here. Well, that's what that's what he is saying. He is saying that America is a racist country, and uh, he's saying the racists are the white people in America. He made reference to white supremacy um, and 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 block to terrorism. Uh, put all those things together. So yes, this is a man that wants to use the race card to further his agenda in America, and in doing so, he's not going to unify the racists. Well, we're more divided now racially than I can ever remember in my life. I'm 43 years old, and I think that began with the Obama uh, administration, and now we're seeing a full manifestation of the seeds that were sown back then. Uh, what I would like to remind America, and I keep reminding America, that Biden likes to play the racist fiddle, uh, but he wasn't playing it whenever he was eulogizing uh, Bird at his funeral, who was a former Klansman. Right. He wasn't playing his fiddle whenever he talked about not wanting his children raised in a racial jungle. This man has made as many racist statements as any, any politician we have on record. And now he wants to pretend like he's the champion for race. Let me tell you, David, if we want to see a model uh, of people, I, I, was, I was in uh, Waco, Texas just a few days ago and uh, was getting on and off of an elevator with, with a, um, it was a black lady that, that comes on the elevator. I'm standing there. She and I are, how are you doing? Good morning. Uh, come on, thank you, excuse me, God bless you. Um, I think a lot of the South had great racial trouble in the past, learned lessons, and have healed. Not that it's perfect, it's definitely not perfect, but there's a respect there. 
And what we're doing now is we're burning down that respect with this rhetoric yep. to try to push a radical agenda. And it's hurting America. It's not helping America. It's it's time to it's time to stop it. And 20 seconds or so left, but seconds. Jesus sees no color. True Christians understand that the body of Christ is multicolored. Come on. Amen. The evangelical church is a picture of racial harmony. And that's because Jesus died for all Jew, Gentile, slave, free, male, female, white, black, and even orange. Uh, my daughter says that he even died for the president, President Trump. <laughs> uh, that's great. Uh, next time I see Trump, I'm going to say, hey, he even died for the orange. <laughs> yeah, great. And then he'll kick Amen. me out of the office. All right, great. All right, Pastor Brian ah. Gibson, <laughs> founder of Peaceably Gather. Thank you, brother. <laughs> Thank you, Dave. <laughs> I'm sorry. You took me aback by that line. That's a great line. Love it. Uh, all right, uh, coming up, uh, the last sip. So we're going to play some Joe Biden uh, clips from the speech. Sorry about that. Full apology. Uh, but uh, I've got a new ringtone from the speech. I'm going to explain that in a moment. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Welcome back to the Water Cooler, everybody. Time for the last sip. I want to apologize up front. You'll never be able to get this time back in your life because we're about to play about a minute and a half of Joe Biden's best of Joe Biden. Sorry, you'll never be able to get this time back. But please watch because we have a point about it. Here it is. I think climate change, I think jobs. Now we're on Mars discovering vaccines. To all transgender Americans watching at home, especially young people. We're so brave. We won't ignore what our intelligence agency have determined to be the most lethal terrorist threat to the homeland today. White supremacy is terrorism. We've all seen the knee of injustice on the neck of black Americans. Let's raise the minimum wage to $15. America is an idea. With regard to Russia, I know it concerns some of you, but I made very clear to Putin that we're not going to seek ex ex excuse me, escalation. When I was president, my president, when I was vice president, the president asked me to focus on providing help needed to address the root causes of migration. If you believe in a pathway to citizenship, pass it. It's over 11 million undocumented folks, the vast majority of here, overstaying visas. We can actually, if you actually want to solve a problem, I've sent a bill to take a close look at it. We have to also have to get at the root problem of why people are fleeing. We need a ban on assault weapons and high-capacity magazines. There's no possible justification for having 100 rounds in a weapon. What do you think, deer wearing Kevlar vests? And no amendment to the Constitution is absolute. We're not changing the Constitution. We're at a great inflection point in history. We have to do more than just build back better. We build back, we have to build back better. We have to do more than build back better. We have to build back better. That's going to be my new ringtone. Every time my phone rings, it's going to say, well, here's what it's going to say. Let, let's go to it. We have to do more than just build back better. We build back, we have to build back better. We have to do more than just build back better. We build back, we have to build back better. 
We have to do more than just build back better. We build back, we have to build back better. Build back better. Build back better. A bunch of liberal mumbo jumbo. It's words, folks, and guess what? Now it's becoming actions. But the problem is, is that the actions, he says, America's on the move. America's on the move? Yeah, right into the, oh, I almost said it. I'll say the abyss. You know what, I'll just say the abyss. I can't, this is a family television show. I can't say certain words, but I'm sure you can at home. Be nice, be gentle, put the kids in another room, and say where America is on the way to. Under Biden, back in mind. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Welcome back to the Water Cooler, everybody. All right, end of the show. Uh, Joe Weber with us uh, at JustTheNews.com, the editor over there. The editor. You are the editor. Is that your title? Like the editor, not just editor, just like the editor. With a capital T. <laughs> okay, Joe. <laughs> All right, Joe, you guys do a lot of investigative stuff there. You got, you're always, what's going on? What, what are you, what's going on today? This is one of the things I find most interesting today, and I think a lot of people will too, the Internet Covert Operation Program that the United States Parcel Service acknowledged have postal service acknowledged having today or at least yesterday and the backlash of it today is pretty strong where they acknowledged the inspector general for um, post office inspector general acknowledged that um, they are looking at people's internet postings facebook twitter parlor um, to see if there's any evidence of domestic terror and they said that this is post january 6 capital um riot That's i guess it's Go ahead, Jeff. I guess it's no surprise to people that this continues. I was just talking to you earlier in the day about how that declassified FISA court document Monday said that the FBI is still coming through NAS, I mean, NSA intelligence reports from domestic, uh, international cables and stuff to look for domestic terror evidence as well. Yeah, uh, th there's more to get to. You got other stories as well. What, what else is cooking, Jeff? This is an interesting story. It's sort of under the radar, um, a watchdog group that looks over the Metropolitan Police Department, which is Washington, for others who don't know, the Washington, the city of Washington's Metropolitan Police Force found that uh, use of force was down 22% in uh, last year, which is interesting considering the fact that the larger narrative is that, you know, the police are wanton and just continue to, um, you know, um, use excessive force in their attacks and what they found interesting and same to a similar report that the Wall new york times did this week uh from the start of the george floyd trial until now is that um the number of people that who were shot in police encounters is just about the same as it was last year and consistently about 30 percent of them had a weapon it was 24 in the new york times report and about 30 percent uh, in the D.C. Watchdog Report, D.C. Police Office Watchdog Report. Interesting. You can get all that information at justthenews.com. Joe Weber, great to see you, sir. Thanks for having me. Have a good day. All right, great. One, th one wonderful thing about the justthenews.com website, uh, unlike other sites uh, on the Internet, you're really going to get some deep dives at justthenews.com. Yeah, they cover all the traditional news, but, but there's, it's more than that. I mean, you're really going to actually have a dig-in section in terms of where they're getting the information from so you can check the facts out yourself. That's why we are called justthenews.com. Have a great Thursday. See you tomorrow.